Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Mark and Phil back again to talk investing, finance, and retirement. And are good money habits holding you back? Hmm? Good money habits. That sounds like a yeah, weird one, but yeah. I want to talk, Phil, about Sometimes some good habits. Yeah, I want to talk about some good habits that maybe we take a little too far or something like that. And just, you know, just kind of do some pros and cons, good and bad uh, of, uh, you know, good habits, which sounds a little counterintuitive. So, something to but, look at after the first of the year here. Yeah, so. for sure. So uh, it uh, it's cold currently while we're taping it, this. and It is cold. Yeah. We are, we are in the deep freezes. We're talking ahead of time. We haven't seen double digits in probably four days now. So yeah. it's, uh, well, but it's Michigan. It, we, but it's we, also we got, hot because the lions won their first playoff. It, game it is just very hot. Day. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's so pretty, everybody's excited and they're yep, hosting a second one now. So everybody's yeah. just super stoked. Uh, so the fan base, yeah, is so the, town, the town's going crazy in spite of it. So that's right. That's good. That's very good. So you doing all right. Yeah. Doing good. Doing yeah. good. Tax Having season starting to ramp up. Yeah, we're well. Not yet. We're not we're yet. getting everything in line for it. So yeah, okay. people don't okay. have all their documents yet, but that's uh, that's coming right around the corner. So yep. Well, I tell you what. Like I said, you know, it's good to have good habits, right? Certainly, getting yep. your your tax stuff in absolutely and getting it in sooner certainly makes your CPAs happy. Yes. So versus waiting to the last minute, so that's a good habit. But uh, that's not on my list right this minute. But let's talk about a couple of these things. So here's what I'm going to do. Sure. Uh, I'm going to give you the kind of the general category. And then yep. we'll kind of set up, I'll do the good a little bit, and then you kind of give me the counterpoint, right? And then we'll just kind yep. of you know, hash through it a little bit. Sure. Uh, so let's start with ignoring our account statements. Now, I said ignoring them, right? So yeah. you get them, you throw them in the financial junk drawer, the filing cabinet, you never look at them, right? I mean, I guess the good side would be that it keeps you from opening it up, especially in, in the last couple of years, it's been rocky and being like, oh, no, it's down. Uh, I got to do something. Right. So it keeps right, you kind of right. from overreacting. But it's probably not a good habit uh, to just ignore your statements. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it depends on what you do with that information. I mean, if you're a very reactive type of person and it's going to cause you to panic. Right. Well, I, I can't I still can't say ignore them, but, you know, maybe. uh Look at them in a couple of days or, you know, a little bit beyond that. So you can look at the statement and then look at it, you know, to see, okay, where's it at today? Um, or, you know, have some kind of a mechanism set up in place that, you know, you're not, you won't make a move before you talk to your financial advisor or talk it over with, you know, if you're working with, uh, you know, another friend or buddy of yours, that colleague that is familiar with finances, so you at least can bounce your reactions off somebody. But yeah. Yeah, and, you know, we, so, you and I were just talking about being hacked, uh, and and you know, granted, well, you know, that's, there's, yeah. there's the online stuff, but I mean, like, if you're not looking at them, what if you happen to miss something random or something weird, you know? Yeah, so I mean, that's the bad side of not looking at statements is is just that. Even for, even from an investment standpoint, I mean, you don't want to bury your head in the sand, you know, in, in three four years from now, look at it and say, what happened? I I you know, I thought I was making these contributions, or I thought I was in this, or I was you know whatever. You don't want to be in that scenario to to not be able to react in a positive way. Right, right. To and, something and that, that and those isn't odds going are slim, the way you plan. So the, you know, yeah. those odds are slim, but still, I mean, it's just a good but idea it, to keep a uh, you know keep tabs. Absolutely. On yeah. Yeah. So especially as it relates to like bank accounts, credit card statements, things of that nature. Yeah, absolutely. Credit card for sure. Yeah. For monthly. Sure. You know, yeah, just to sure. make sure that you know what's on there, you recognize them. Somebody's not got yeah. your information. 
Yeah. You know, it's easy to and, set and up. Most of us do like fraud, fraud alerts, and yeah, yeah, most of us do that. But your investment account's not really the same way in that respect. Yeah, right? the so. investment account again, it, like I said, it really depends on what you're doing with it. I mean, if you like to track it on a monthly basis, and you know, I've got a lot of engineer clients that like spreadsheets, so they'll, you know, track it, put it into a spreadsheet monthly. That's fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Pay attention to where it's at. But it, it's just a matter of overreacting, right? I mean, so if it's going to cause you to overreact and question where you're at, that's not the right time to kind of analyze your plan, I should say, right? Yeah, moder- and, I think and, moder- as I said, moderation and balance is probably going to be the key in this whole yes. conversation. Yeah, yeah, you, you should have a plan you're following, but you know, second guessing that plan at the b- at bottom of a market is the wrong time. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. not the time you should be, you know, thinking, oh, maybe I'm. Not as, as risk adverse as I thought I was. Now yeah, it's too sure. late. You know, now, oh, now you're going to make decisions at the wrong time. So emotional decisions. So Yeah, definitely. And I forgot to say at the top of this podcast, by the way, we got 10 of these. We're going to uh, do it in two parts. So we'll do five okay. this week and then we'll do five next week uh, just to keep, to keep the time down a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, that one's kind of simple, right? You know, I, I can see the I can see the pro to it where you're thinking, I just don't want to look. It's been rough out there. But, you know, just do yourself to make sure you're keeping tabs. Um, let's go to keeping a strict budget. Okay. Now clearly good here is that you, you've built discipline, right? You've got, I mean, it's hard to do discipline's tough, right? And so you've, you probably accomplished some goals that you wanted to with saving, uh, or even spending or whatever, but obviously clearly the bad side Phil here is that, you know, and this is what a lot of retirees struggle with when you get to retirement, maybe you're, maybe you're too afraid to now enjoy what you built. Yeah, and the the B word, right, so to speak, you bring that up all the time. Oh, budget, you know, I just can't do that. So again, a lot of it depends on your personality and and what you need to do even, you know. So back to, I've got a lot of engineer clients that enjoy that. That's, they love tracking. They've been, you know, their whole career tracked and monitored things. So this is just what they're used to do. They enter the details in a, you know, spreadsheet every month. And right. I mean, if that's you, great. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, be conscious of a spouse, you know, because very often both parties in, in a marriage are not on the same page. And this is something my wife and I struggled with early on in marriage is, you know, I'm that detailed type of person. And she's like, it just doesn't work. How do we make this work? You know, <laughs> How does this happen? So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's got to be one of those scenarios where you guys come together and, and you know, you're detailed if you're that person. You know, mm-hmm. don't drive the the spouse crazy because you're banging them over the head all the time with we're ten dollars over budget and whatever it is. You know, yeah, um, you could get a little to too be a, restrictive. Yeah, it yeah. needs to be a guideline. Um, so there's a lot of ways to do it. I mean, it, a lot of online softwares now. In fact, our client portal, um, if you connect your bank account, your credit cards, it'll bring those transactions in and, and automatically track them for you. You know, so I mean, if you oh, do want to cool. see that, yeah. You know, it's a way of doing that. And there's other websites that'll do that for you as well. Um, right. But well, I, mean, and I was I was going to say, so let me ask you about that that point of so many people, when they get to retirement, they come in and see, you know, right, there's their advisor and they're like, okay, it's time for retirement. I'm here, you know, and, and I know we've got this plan, but I'm like, I'm really nervous about pulling money out, especially when the market's being a little wonky or the economy's being wonky or inflation's high, right? So how do you kind of, work through that because that's really a mental thing like you've saved all this money you've got to be Absolutely. able to access it to enjoy it you know how do you kind of walk people through that part of it well, i mean it, it that is a big hurdle in fact it's probably the one of the biggest hurdles for most people that you know have saved all their life have kind of 
crossing that bridge of all of a sudden, you know, I'm taking money out of this account where for 20 plus years, 30 years, maybe you've been contributing and watching it grow every day, you know, or every month. And, and now you're at the point of starting to spend it. And I mean, at some point it will start to come down. And the fact of the matter is that's why it's there, right? I mean, that that is the whole purpose of saving for retirement is so that you can spend it. So it is an emotional challenge and, and it takes time to, to bridge through that. For some people, others, it's, hey, I'm ready. This is, you know, that's sure. why I say yeah, everybody's go. different. Yeah. Right. And, so and you, I imagine you have seeing to have it in that black balance. And, I would say, I imagine seeing it in black and white, right? So I guess for some of those folks who are struggling early on with that, letting it, you know, letting it go, so to speak, right. uh, is that where do they maybe need more uh, handholding or more coaching or more uh, you know, sessions or something with their advisor to kind of see, okay, here's the numbers are still here or here's what's happening. Does that some help, sometimes help those folks? For anyone, it really helps having a plan and, and running the numbers out, the math to see, does it work? You know, what, what do I need on a monthly basis? And getting back to kind of that budget concept we're talking about here. I mean, a budget doesn't have to be a detailed budget that says, you know, I spent this amount on utilities and gas right. and groceries right. and food. I mean, it can be, hey, my monthly spend is three thousand dollars, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it happens to be. You know, in 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 financial planning, we need to understand that. What is your monthly need for income? And then that's how you can plan forward to say, okay, if I need three, four, five, ten thousand a month, whatever your number is, okay, now we've got a target to show where are we going to take the money from. And in having a strategy set up so that you're not reacting based on what's happening in a market, you know, so that when the markets are volatile, you're not feeling uncomfortable about pulling out this monthly income because you've got a strategy set up that says, we plan for this, we understand this is going to happen. And if you need a little extra coaching, I mean, that's the point of having that coach, right? Is the go right. like, okay, Absolutely. look, I'm, I'm really struggling. The market's pretty rocky or whatever. You know, uh, you know, I'm feeling weird taking all this money out or so whatever, you know, how do we get through that? That's where, again, the coaching comes in. So, you know, again, I mean, it's, it's, good it's on the other side of that too, because there's some clients that are too free in retirement, right? They're, they're oh, like, sure. hey, I saved yeah. all this money. Let's you know, I've got this time. You know, I've got all these things I've been waiting to do. And you've got to be really careful with that because if you spend too much too quickly up front, I mean, it can dramatically change a plan. I, I always liken it to, you know, if you think of an airplane flying from Detroit to, to LA, I mean, it's a long flight and being off just a little bit up front. I mean, you might not be in LA, you might be in Mexico or Canada. You know, so if you take way too much out up front, I mean, it can dramatically change or too little even. I mean, either way, it can dramatically change what that, you know, yeah, 10, 15, and then you got to land plan looks like. So then you got to land in Kansas and it's colder right. even there. And you just, who wants to be in Kansas? No, I'm kidding. If you're in Kansas, I'm just kidding. Don't get it. Um, all right. So there you so yeah, again, yeah, the good and the bad of, of a budget, right. right? So be careful there. Uh, and that's what we're doing. We're talking about some good and bads here of some of good money habits. So let's go to number three, investing in familiar stocks. I mean, you know, sage wisdom, right? Invest in things, you know, right? That's always been a, a good thing. I mean, there, there are uh, strategies around that from an investment sure. standpoint. But, it's, you know. but let me point, let me kind of pose it to you this way, especially in the, in the Motor City area, right? So let's say that some, you know, somebody worked at, at one of the big three for, you know, 30 years, 35 years, and, you know, they pass on and they leave a, a stock or something, you know, their, their, their stock to their kids, right? Part of their, their legacy plan. And 
they're like, well, I, you know, it's probably not doing me good. Or like, you're looking at it and you're like, eh, you really don't need this or this, you know, there's a better way to use your money. And they're like, I don't want to sell it because it was dad's. Right. So, right. so or, or something like that. So sometimes an attachment to something in an investment is not the best way to go. Even if, you know, like you really love the company or the family did or, or whatever, you need to think about it a little more objectively. So that's where maybe the bad habit comes in. If you're a yeah. little too, you know, I mean, you could go Enron as an example for this too, but I thought I would try to take it a little bit more close to home. You know, so investing in things, you know, I mean, it can look at a lot, look at it a lot of different ways. I mean, that is actually an investment strategy of saying, okay, where, where am I spending my money? Okay. So let's pick the top companies, 10 companies that I spend with and maybe invest in those companies. Okay. That's an investment strategy, but there, there's a lot of risk in that. Number one, I mean, it's all stock, right? So, I mean, right. if your risk tolerance isn't at that level, well, then that's a problem right there. You know, secondly, I mean, if, if you're a techie, like I am, <laughs> right. all of a sudden you're, you know, very tech heavy in, in your portfolio and maybe that's not good either. Right. So, I mean, you, there's pros and cons to it. It's a strategy. It's something to understand. But to your point too, it comes down to that familiarity. And more often where we see this is that scenario of, you know, I've got retirees that have worked at one of the big three automakers in our neck of the woods for all their career, right? 20, 30 years. So when we start to work with them, their 401ks at the company, and they might have a vast majority of that invested in company stock, or maybe now they also have an employee stock savings plan because they've got incentives, you know, and they have a pension, you know? So now when you look at here's their entire retirement portfolio, including income, they've got 50, 60, 70, 80% of their retirement tied up in one company. And then you're moving into Not that to mention Enron one category. industry. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that, you know, and there's nothing wrong necessarily with any of these companies, but things no, happen. No, no, no. Right. But things you happen. Know, yeah. So it's, it's a matter of kind of stepping back from the emotional side of the attachment and saying, okay, that's great. I, I love the company, nothing against it, but let's pare it down to something that's more reasonable from a risk standpoint. And that's our, our job as an advisor is to, to show the kind of the other side of it, right? And, and help walk through that emotional set of, okay, I get the, the commitment and they've done very well for you for your whole career. Do you really want to tie the rest of your retirement and your family's legacy up in one company? Yeah, that's a great point. So, yeah. And, and, and again, so there's, you know, there's balance, right? So it's, if you've it got always some, comes down to balance. If you've got some emotional attachments, then maybe it's a way to go, okay, let's keep a little, but let's not get crazy, yep. right? So, right, okay, right. All right. Uh, let's do the next one here. Number four, embracing automation. Uh, certainly in today's world, right? Um, you know, there's, I mean, that's a good thing, right? There's tons of it out there. And, it, yeah. and look, it makes it easy to make sure you pay your bills on time and you don't right. get, you know, late fees or whatever. You can set a lot of auto pays up. And, and even for investing, if you're still working, if you're a pre-retiree, you know, or even younger, you know, you're just pumping in through your check. That's great, right? So on that side, but don't go so far. I, I, well, I guess maybe here, I, is it, I kind of like the statements, don't get detached. Like don't get too detached because it's so automated. So automation is a great tool. I mean, from an investment standpoint, you kind of set it, forget it, so to speak. It's yeah. happening on a regular basis. You're not having to remember to write the check to, you know, make that monthly deposit. I mean, you're used right. to it. If you've contributed to a 401k, it just comes out of the check every month or pay, you know, so it's, it's a much easier process. Same thing can happen in retirement when it comes to distribution. So the clients that we work with, it's not like we're having, you know, the investment companies send them a check every month. 
we have an automated distribution set up that on the 1st, the 15th, whatever their day of the month is, that they want to see that direct deposit. It just happens. They get a direct deposit in their account. You know, so having automation is is great, mm-hmm. even on the the back to the budgeting standpoint, building automation in there because it can help you. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Free up some time. I mean, you don't yeah. have to sit down at the end of the month and write all these bills out. And right. I mean, right. the whole process that it used to be of, you know, stuff in the envelope, put the stamps on them. I mean, it can be done electronically. <laughs> I have to do that you know? today, as a you matter of fact. You don't have those paper cuts anymore. You know, you don't have yeah. to lick those envelopes, all those crazy things you used to have to do. Oh, um, and it keeps you more on track, you know. Yeah. But to your point, the, the, the downside to automation is the detachment from it. It's easy, yeah. you know, to, to get away from... Monthly subscriptions. I mean, everything we have today is some kind of a oh, subscription service. Oh, yeah. How many service. people have it's, stuff they don't need? We've talked about that right. a million so times, you, you right? So yeah. you look at your credit card statement, it's like, wait a minute, count up, you know, all these monthly or quarterly, annual, whatever it is, subscriptions that you have, and when's the last time you used it? Yeah. Or, or you, you just really look, like you look it? at something, uh, for example, we were just talking about football earlier, and, and on the first week of the playoffs, for the first time ever, they put one of the games uh, on – Peacock, uh, and yeah. it was only available, even though that's NBC, NBC wasn't going to carry it on the regular channels. Yeah. Uh, you had to subscribe to their little thing. And so you go, well, it's only $5.99. I'll just go ahead and subscribe real quick. You know, then yeah. I'll just cancel it. Well, maybe you didn't cancel oh, yeah, it. Or and then they give you that 30 day, you know, oh, 30 yeah, days for yeah. free. You got to put all your credit card information in ahead of time. And, and, and maybe of you did do it. But, remind you. Right. Maybe you did do it. Maybe you didn't. Right. You know, next yeah, thing you know, two yeah. years later, you're like, oh, man. And granted, it's only $5.99 a month, but times 10. Or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, easy. automation, it's a great tool, um, yeah. but just don't use it to your advantage to free up time to make sure things happen on a regular basis. Exactly. But don't have total disconnection from it. Then review it. It comes yeah. back to that. Those statements, number one, don't ignore the monthly statements. Sit down once a month and just even, you know, whether it's online, even just looking at the transactions weekly, whatever it is, mm-hmm. pay attention to what's going on with your finances. Yeah, for so, sure. For sure. All right. Well, let's do the last one this week, Phil, and then we'll come back with more next week. Uh, and as we did, we did automation. So let's do patience, patience with the stock market, getting into the stock market uh, again. OK, obvious good here is nothing wrong with, you know, avoiding, you know, you know, jumping on something, acting irrationally. Right. Or, or maybe not doing your due diligence. Right. Uh, but. You know, the bad is, look, you can wait around forever or whatever the case is. Right. Or or you you know think about people who lost a lot in 08 and then they had a little too much patience getting back in because they had no idea that they was going to go on a 13 year run. I, I've talked to several people that got out in 08 and 09 when they got burned badly. And I understand that. But they waited almost five years before they got back in. And there was a lot of growth in that early run from 2010 to you know 2014 or so. Right. right. And, and when did you get out? I mean, did you write it all the way down or, you know, three quarters of the way down? Oh, they got out when they got back burnt in and, yeah, until, at 50% loss. Right. So, right. You know, so now, they're like, I'm not yeah. losing anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. So it really comes back to that emotional side. Understand yourself emotionally and, and mm-hmm. try not to react emotionally. So that's where it's important to have that advisor, to have a strategy, a plan in place mm-hmm. that, that you can talk me with. off the ledge, Phil. Talk me off right. the ledge. And, yeah. I mean, that's part of our job. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, if we've done our job right up front, we understand we've had that discussion with you. So we mm-hmm. have already kind of preempted this with you to say, OK, this I understand. Here's your risk tolerance. Here's right. how we've got that position. But yeah, at the end of the day, if if that is your scenario, don't make that emotional decision. Right. So 
timing a market like that is real tricky. In fact, I've got a client that I started working with from a planning standpoint over a year ago. Um, and when we were first meeting together, this was, you know, right at the, the end of 2022, where, you know, market had, had a bad year and going into 23 and he was, you know, all happy with his advisor because he got him out and had him in cash, you know, and so he was, he was pretty thrilled and, you know, hadn't had a lot of the downturn, had some of it. And we, we met a couple of times throughout 2023 now. And actually, he's coming in tomorrow because his advisor still doesn't have him back in the market. Oh, and he's okay. talked to his advisor and it's like, what is going on? You know, right, so right. getting in or out of a market isn't the problem. It's it's having a plan that's not emotional. Right. So it, it, and that really is what it comes down to is if you're going to get out. Why don't make it an emotional decision, you know, follow some metrics of this is why. Or when, and when am I going to get back in? What's that metric to go back in? And don't let it be that gut feeling, that emotional of, oh, when, you know, when I think it's right. Well, to your point, it never feels right, you know, because, yeah. oh, this, you know, right. I've, I, I already missed it. I, it's got to come back down. And, you know, now you look back six months and it's like, oh, man, it went up another 15%. You know, right. it's like, and now, know now you're like, oh, it's 13 it's year too, run. It's too close to the top. I can't get in now. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, so. Yeah, it's and, just and, us. and that's, that's it. We're emotional beings, you know, that, yeah. that's why we can't make or shouldn't make investment decisions based on that emotion. Yeah. And again, that's where a strategy is going to come into play. So patience, nothing wrong with it. It's a good habit to have. It's a good habit you know, to have. My dad used to say, if it's a good deal today, it'll still be a good deal tomorrow. Uh, and I always thought that was an interesting way to kind of pause and think yeah. about something before you buy it. However, you know, at some point you can do that to yourself every day. Well, it was a good day for two days. It was a good deal two days ago. It'll be still a good deal next week. It'll still right. be a good and, deal next week. And then month. inflation happens. And, and then, yeah. 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 Not saying that you have so, to run out and do something, but again, no. a, a cohesive strategy and looking at what's going on will kind of help you with that versus just reacting and, and jumping in and out. Because the world is just going to continue to stay pretty choppy, I'm sure. 24 right. is going to stay quite choppy with an election year yes. and everything else. So if every time something wiggles, uh, you feel the need to jump, you could be doing yourself more harm than good. So if you need right. some help, you need a strategy, you've got good habits, but you want to be, you know, a little bit better about what you're doing or, or just safe about what you're doing or whatever that might be for you. Reach out to a qualified professional. Make sure you're having a conversation. Certainly reach out to Phil if you'd like. He is a CPA and a personal financial specialist, and you can find him at 248 I just had a brain fart. Is that right? I've been saying it for years without looking. Is that right? That's right. Okay. Yeah. Three, two, one. Uh, make sure you reach out to a professional like Phil or, or anybody else, but just make sure you reach out to somebody. You know, Phil, of course, is a, a qualified professional. He's a CPA and a personal financial specialist. It's 248-888-7530. The number's on the screen if you want to check it out in the video form. And and with saying that, actually, you can find us on uh, Apple and Spotify on audio form and also on YouTube in audio and video form as well. So you can subscribe to us at Phil's Tax Hacks. Dot com. That's philstaxhacks.com. And Phil, we'll get up out of here and we'll come back next week and do five more. Sounds good. All right. We'll see you next time here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Phil? Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.